What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese burger, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm crafting a press release in case things don't go our way. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the video of Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. We have another review. Season 2 of Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Episode 2. Before we get into that though, we got some new mics, so... Tommy and Kevin might sound a little different. I was letting them test their mics to see if I should get one too. I'm still on the fence about uh, me upgrading my mic. I did have a better mic than them um, going into it. So hopefully we have a little better audio for you. We will continue to work it. Thanks to our producers who provided the cash to help us you know, upgrade our setup a little bit. Uh, I, I want to get a, a soundboard next. Oh, yeah. And have like little drops that we could do. Yeah. Interesting. That would be great. Interesting. Let's um, let's just for the kids. Let's check in on Kevin's investment before we get into it. Uh, December twenty sixteen, I believe. We're coming up on six years now. Kevin purchased three hundred ish dollars worth of kin token. Uh, it had dropped down. I think it was in like the eleven dollar range last time we checked. Kevin, do you have an update for us? Uh, I do. I think it's gone. Yeah, up since the last time uh, we were at five dollars and thirty-five cents. Oh, five dollars and thirty-five cents. There we go. That's an over a hundred fifty percent increase since we last checked in. So <laughs> you could buy yourself a month of Disney Plus. That's there true. you go. All right. I don't want to spend too much time, but I will say. If you missed our bonus pod earlier this week, Alex Flahos came back, actor, director, Welshman, the Welsh Gordon Bombay, Mighty Ducks aficionado. Great guy. Interesting conversation. Uh, he had some good thoughts. And he's so, so sort of, he's in the game. So he has a different perspective than us on some of this stuff. So I would recommend listening to that. But let's go to the review now. As I mentioned, season two, episode two, entitled Out of Bounds of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, let's go to Kevin. Your opening thoughts on the episode. Um, the episode was kind of a slow burn for me. Um, it, it it wasn't. I I don't think it's one of my favorite episodes. I, it, it wasn't. I, I didn't find it all that like funny, like haha funny. Um, there were some good moments. There were some good like heartfelt moments. But uh, I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway. It was less kind of uh, goofy funny. Um, and a little bit more, uh, not, it's not even that the tone was more serious, but I, I don't know. It was kind of, kind of hard to put my finger on, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was fine, but, uh, I, I feel like some of the stuff maybe just missed me. All right. Fair enough. Tommy, your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think wasn't as strong as the first episode. Um, but you know, it didn't need to be, I, I think. You know, I, I thought Josh Jumel was, again, really strong. And I think every scene mm-hmm. he was in, he was great. Um, and, I mean, I, th- I think also you can kind of tell, like, they're they're trying to set the table for for things. And, you know, did we really need 12 minutes of, of Nick struggling? Um, I don't know. 
but you know, you, you couldn't get kind of the rise and fall of, uh, of Evan just in one episode. Um, so maybe um, by the end of the season, we'll kind of see it as a pivotal kind of, this was where things happened. I um, early returns on our discord. Um, I think a lot of the quack lights share a lot of the same thoughts about some of the, um, the scenes. I was cringing a little bit at a couple of the items, um, but some good one liners as always. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious where um, next episode goes. And obviously I'm, I think uh, neutrals would continue to watch to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah think, to, just to kind of piggyback on that. I think, I think we might look back and see that there were a lot of things that might've been set up in this episode. Um, I think that, that I, I was kind of thinking that, especially towards the end of the episode. Um, um, and one thing I liked um, is I did actually like the introduction of kind of all these um, different counselors and, you know, instructors, um, we did kind of get all of them kind of in a very quick, um, you know, quick punch. And it's, again, we'll look back and be like, oh, like when you rewatch it, once you know who all the characters are, I think we'll be um, very fond of it. Um, so I think we got some good character from some of these new instructors, the adults who were introduced. Yeah, that was kind of the line I was thinking. It felt like it was a little clunky but they were setting up so much in this episode. Like they introduced like five new three, four, I guess it's like three or four new sort of adults coaches. And then you had the whole player ranking system and then, Oh, you're playing Canada at the end and there's going to be a draft. So it, it, it had to do a lot, but that, I, that is a good point. Like interspersing this with Nick struggling was an interesting choice as as Kevin's dog Chewy shows up to the pod. Hey Chewy, um, what? How did you feel about the ranking system and, and sort of that concept as a plot device? Um, I liked it. Um, I, I think the um, you know again kind of like the whole like hold on they're wearing it on their wrist anything they could do they could move them up whatever but you know it's these days it's even high school athletes everything you you do can be tracked and you kind of wear looks more like a sports bra essentially you're wearing under all your gear and it does track everything all your movement things like that and so things like this uses a ring now yeah and so like these things absolutely do exist um now um whether or not you know they're going to give these sophisticated wristbands to these kids or whatever and it's going to track all of their movement that isn't you know associated to their um you know, their actual training, you know, good, it's a plot device. Um, but I, I like the ranking system. Um, I, um, I think it sets it up to go a certain route, but I think as we saw in Game Changer season one with a couple things where like them forfeiting the championship game or whatever, you know, I, I think we might be in store for a surprise and whether that's, but I think like Evan and Sophie dynamic is definitely going to be like based on this big board, if you will. Yeah. I I thought it was a good little concept and and yeah, there's a whole Evan Evan Sophie dynamic. It seems pretty obviously Evan's gonna get drafted maybe before the new Mighty Ducks can draft. Um, so I thought it was a clever way to sort of split them up and um, yeah, sort of pit them against each other. Uh, I like the top twenty clinic. That makes sense. You know, Josh Dumel is trying to find the best of the best and sort of coach them up and do that. So. Um, I thought that was a good way to sort of separate everybody. And we, yeah, we get some insight here. First half of the camp is, or Institute, which I thought was a nice little uh, line, uh, is individual. Second half is going to be team. So that's where 
as we sort of alluded to, we assume these players are going to be split up and things like that. Uh, definitely going to be some trivia questions about the other names on that board. Uh, there were a lot of names there. Uh, so that might be a new category for anybody looking in maybe like a year or two for the next trivia extravaganza. That's what I would study. I, I liked, um, I, so I, I think it's a, absurd that like the expectations that the kids are just like running throughout camp constantly. <laughs> but I thought that was like a funny way to kind of like force that issue. Um, I did really like the, um, once they realized that Nick was like running around and then uh, what's his name goes burpees let's go I thought that was really funny um, but yeah I, 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 I like the concept I think it's funny and I, I thought uh, um, Alex overcorrected on the softness on it um, and as did Sophie so yeah they're going, they're going soft out here yeah Sophie was definitely interested interesting um, but how do we feel USA first Canada I was hoping maybe they would play Iceland or something, uh, but they're sticking to the more traditional USA first Canada there. Is that a good yeah. thing? I think, I guess it's more realistic or would you want, you know, somebody else? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. It makes more sense than Iceland ever did, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Iceland would have been a fun nod, but uh, I think it makes more sense to do Canada. I think there's going to be a throwaway line about Iceland at some point, but I think we're like, it makes a lot more sense to be Canada. And again, it's like, you know, we know the writers, like they want it to be their own, just, Oh, and then you can't have it Iceland. Cause then you got to have Gunderstall and, you know, Wolf, et cetera. So yeah, Canada works. Um, but yeah, I was wondering, can we talk about um, Alex in her role and I guess her inability to read brochures about what this Institute is. <laughs> You know, and I, and I totally like I get like, yeah, summer camp. So it's be fun. This is my my camp was like, we're definitely going to have like an Evan and Alex like fight. Right. Where Evan is like, this is what I want. Like, this is what I signed up for. Like, stop trying to tell me what's fun to me or something like that. Um, and I think at the same time, it's like Evan's going to be like, look, hockey is more important to me than it is to other people. He has to accept that. But also at the same time, it's like the other people have to accept that, too. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of the the Evan, Alex, you know, Nick dynamic even. Yeah, it certainly seems like we're in some ways repeating the dynamic from season one where Evan's, you know, trying to go to the bigger and better thing and leave his friends behind. Uh, are you okay with that? Are we okay with sort of a similar theme? Uh, obviously, they kind of did it D1, D2 with Corner Bay, but um, are we okay with that or, or should it have gone somewhere else? I think you kind of you kind of have to. I, I think we started to see that a, a good bit in the first season too. Uh, like I, I feel like that that is who Evan is. Like like he 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 likes he likes the idea of of sports being fun, but I, I don't think that's really who he is. So, so I think I think we're we're going to start to see more of his kind of true colors. And I, I agree that um, I think he's going to be very separated from everyone uh, as the season goes on, because I feel like maybe he'll forge a bond with the, the, the burpees guy. I forget. I forget AJ Lawrence, AJ Lawrence. I, I feel like maybe that's, that's a, another episode that we might get. Um, I, I, I did write down in my notes that I thought like the vitriol that he received was unwarranted. Like he's just there to do the thing. Like he's doing the camp. 
and they're all like, oh, are you doing the camp? And like, I don't know, it was, I thought that was kind of like, I don't know, disappointing, maybe a little heavy handed, but I, I also feel like we're starting to get uh, Coob getting into the camp. I, I feel like we're on the cusp of that as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think Evan, Evan particularly is enjoying the camp and he's getting, he's catching flack for it, which is, which is uh, unfortunate. I agree with Kevin to an extent. I do agree. It's like, hey, it's like he's enjoying the camp and he is getting, you know, shit on for it. But he, you know, he's being a dick to his his teammates. And I guess the whole like team versus individual thing is um is something that I think is gonna continue throughout the season and and like counter you, counterpoint. Nick was being a dick to his teammates too by doing that. By just running away. Oh yeah, that was like, like what do you like we, we can talk about that whole whole little segment, <laughs> but it's specifically kind of like the Evan Sophie dynamic. It's like, you know, Sophie, like, I think made it very clear. It's like, Hey, like I'm not as into this individual ranking as you are. And like, you know, we, we don't have to only talk about this. Like you can cool it a little bit. Yeah. The Sophie yeah, thing, but, but, I, but they're at the camp. They're at the camp. Like that is what the camp is. You know what I mean? Like, and she says that and she's like, it's okay like that you're doing this and I, but I don't really care but like okay if you're gonna say that then you can't like be a dick to Evan for wanting to keep doing it you know what I mean I don't know well no I mean you stuff. can like it's just like the, the whole concept of the ranking though is that's what it is it's like like who who wants to hear nonstop about like oh I'm number one in the class you know like god fuck yeah. off you know there's <laughs> other ways to, to I, enjoy the institute or whatever without thinking about your ranking yeah I, I think it's tr- I, I'm getting more and more disappointed at how just Sophie has like lacks all fire for anything. Yeah, that they haven't like, really explained like, what, what's what's going on with her. Yeah, um, yeah. And maybe, so that, maybe that's at, maybe that's coming. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, maybe it's like she doesn't like Evan anymore, and this is her way to be like, hey, maybe I'll distance myself from him, and he'll break up with me. Yeah, I that's think I think Sophie's main point was like you're 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 putting the camp over like your friend. Like Nick is missing. Like he's gone. Um. So like I understand that from Sophie's point. But yeah, I felt the same way. Like it, it seemed like such a departure from this girl who was brought up to go, 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 straight A's, be the best. And now she's like, I, I think it's an interesting way to like bring up burnout and that kind of stuff. But like, we haven't seen enough of it. Uh, we haven't seen her sort of progress. It was just like she was one way, and now she's this other way. So yeah, maybe we get more later. But yeah, it has been a little bit of disappointing to see, uh, like how Sophie's just completely changed from one season to the next let's let's talk about that run um and I, I think doing like a long run totally totally fine part of the camp whatever but like nick goes missing like why don't you tell an adult you know or <laughs> why why wasn't there someone you know at the back of the the pack you know running hey, like, yeah. hang on i have a, a, a true life story it's similar to okay this. um so uh, high school basketball camp, uh, whenever I was in high school, so we were like institute. the camp counselors. Yes, an <laughs> institute. Um, I, I, forget, I think that age ranges were like sixth to eighth graders is like we were coaching them basically. Um, and uh, my uh, uh, future college roommate, he runs up to me uh, at some point in the camp and, and he goes, Kevin, a kid ran away what do i do <laughs> and so like a kid one of his kids went missing and he didn't tell an adult he came and told me so i i think that's like you know of course you want to try to solve the problem yourself first to avoid any 
any sort of uh, trouble or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't I didn't find that as far fetched that you wouldn't just tell an adult. But yeah, there's I think there's a point. So Nick ran nine miles. You figured that would take him like over an hour, over two hours. Like how like he's got to be missing for several hours at a certain point. You got to be like, all right, let's say he's able to keep up a 10 minute mile pace. OK. Now, kids can like be like crazy, like endurance, like even mm-hmm. even kids like Nick, you know. So let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and say like, plus he had the his, hysteric, no. uh, whatever. Oh, hysterical strength. Oh yeah. So yeah. like, let's say he was gone for like an hour and a half. It was just kind of funny seeing him wandering around the woods, you know. And then like, what the fuck fell out of his pocket? Was it a candy bar? It was, it was a yam. Yeah, it was, it was a yam. Oh, it was a yam. <laughs> yeah, I was um, confused about that too. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's the yam. And if we're gonna like talk so much shit about people not realizing that Nick's gone, uh, where's Alex in this? Like, if it's her, <laughs> if it's her job to make sure all the kids are there, like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, this is on her completely. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. I mean, I think Colin Cole brought it up a little bit. Like, yeah, thank you for doing your job at the end or something like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, definitely a a breakdown all around. Uh, did like. To me, it felt like that was pretty sudden of Nick. Like, I felt like I wanted a little bit more of him, like, you know, being beaten down where it was like, oh, here's all this stuff. And then he just runs away. Like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe you had a lot to cover and you had half an hour. So I kind of get it. But I I wanted to see more of Nick sort of mentally break down before he finally gave up. But yeah so two things on that like alex does like have the like recovery line of like what was your end game? like what were you gonna do just like right. run you know and he could have like been talking to himself during this run and also like none of these kids are sweating like <laughs> like it's it's summer nick has run nine miles his shirt looks great he looks great he should be dying and he should yeah. be like destroying water as soon as he gets to the garden inn and also that that receptionist she should have just given him a cookie yeah yeah that, that dick receptionist for sure yeah um, also solid solid uh product placement advertising there yeah cool. i was about to bring that hilton card in the name and got some made got some good cash uh for they, that they made a good contribution to the cause right all right sophie had like a little bit of sweat when evan and sophie had the little conversation but yeah the, about how they're all like exhausted and tired all the time you would figure more and I mean, especially Coop. Coop's pretty big. And like, he's, I wouldn't say like him and Nick probably are in a similar physical shape, but good for Coop for finishing the run. And as Kevin mentioned, maybe he started gets into it here at the end. Um, I think we're seeing a transformation from Coop, calling it now. I, w- I would like that. I would like to see that. Uh, as for, you know, the new coaches, you had Coach Jackie, you had the headspace guy, you had the nutritionist. Who stood out to you? I did a, just a quick question, maybe for Tommy. Do you recognize the Headspace guy? I like I I looked it up on IMDb, but it's not on there yet, or it wasn't as of this morning. Um, I wasn't really sure. So again, I was watching on my phone, so I couldn't like quite zoom in on people. And but he looked like I've seen him. Right now, the only like adult I recognize outside of Dumel and um, Lauren Graham is the uh, assistant who was on Mad TV, um, but we already knew that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought he was good. Um, I, I, I like feel the, like uh, the food guy. 
the food guy was good too. I, I feel like we didn't get enough of the the one that made them do push-ups uh, on the ice. Um, I, oh I, yeah. I hope we get more from her. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought they did a pretty good job, and they they obviously had to do it very quickly for all of them. Um, I, I thought that the food scene was funny, uh, and I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more of the headspace thing. Um, the the weight room scene was was a lot of top-notch face acting from Nick in that in that sequence um but, but yeah I thought I thought her little opening monologue was was good too about her nephew selling the habanero ketchup yeah that was good yeah that was good yeah for it being clunky there were some good liners uh like I like Nick's thing like I think it's a grip thing I just need the powder you know and stuff <laughs> like that um yeah any Tommy anybody stick out to you from the new sort of I guess coaches if you want to call them that I like the nutritionist. Um, I liked how enthusiastic he was about it. Um, that was good. Um, I like the uh, avocado mousse in Coops. Like, why? You know. <laughs> um, so I liked him, and also, you know, kind of like the a good mix of, you know, very encouraging to like, you know, tough but encouraging to like. I guess the the woman who's like, give me twenty push-ups on the ice. Mike, can you do like push-ups? Okay, on ice at all. Yeah, I mean, you just grab your stick. Um, so you hold your stick sort of like you're going to uh, cross-check okay. someone and go down, and then you can do it. Um, so I was yeah. Gonna, yeah, I was going to ask Mike if, if that's a, a real thing that hockey players do. Yes, done many, many a push-ups on the ice. What's the, what's the worst thing you ever did that made someone uh, tell you to do push-ups? I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I wasn't, like, very moody, so I didn't, like, you know, break a stick on the post or anything like Charlie Conway. I think it was just messing up. Like, I think one time I got confused about who was on my team in, like, a scrimmage, and we had this we had this goalie coach. Like, he was the goalie coach for Michigan. Sometimes he would run our practices, and he he would yell a lot. Like, he wasn't, like, super mean about it, but, like, if you messed up, he would yell. So I got yelled at for that pretty well. That sticks out in my mind. Uh, when I just passed it directly to the wrong team for no reason. Uh, so, yeah, that so might sure. yeah, that might be <laughs> the biggest one. Yeah, so we had a lot of people introduced, as I said, Coach Jackie, the weight room lady. I, I kind of liked her. Um, and then we have we have sort of the dynamic between Alex and Colin Cole here. I will say. A big win that Josh Dunamel knows how to skate. I thought like his coaching scenes were way more fluid than what would have happened with Amelia, where we would have had to like do a super wide shot of somebody in a bad wig and then like cut in close. So that was good. Yeah, how do you feel like Alex and Dumel's relationship is, is shaping up there? I it sort of feels to me there's maybe a little more chemi- chemistry between Dumel and Lauren Graham than Emilio and Lauren Graham, but uh, I'm interested to hear if you guys. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think it feels like, I I feel like they're rushing it a little bit. Like, mm. I feel like they're already a little too flirty. Like there hasn't been like the tension as much as the, it feels like maybe there should be. Um, like, like even that scene where like, she's just trashing him, talking shit about him. And he's like, Oh, it's fine. Ha ha. Like, like, I don't know that felt a little like that could have been more of a you know contentious moment um but yeah it feels like they're like diving right into that um which uh, sure why not <laughs> yeah yeah I guess you know they did have the lines like as a single mom and then dad's like yeah. oh, it's just me and you know it's like okay um but yeah. <laughs> we already we already knew this yeah so you have to reintroduce yeah. like hey they're not cheating on their spouses here 
Um, should be very interesting. Um, maybe he's lying, um, which would be Ooh. a great Ooh. twist. That um, would be good. I, I like the dynamic so far. I also think it's clear, like Josh and I was like, I'm, I'm here to work, you know, not like <laughs> yeah. listen to your, your witty banter, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so I, I yeah, think except, that's except he very much is there to listen to her witty banter <laughs> is, yeah. is what I'm getting at. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's going to, he's going to develop a crush on her, of course. Um, but it's like, Hey, this is, this is what you signed up for. You know, what do you want me to do? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like he's, like this is his job and alex is like hey why are you like being so hard and oh this is camp and like it's an institute um there was one moment where he was like moving pieces on the desk and he was using like a soccer play sheet instead of a, a hockey one like it had like big soccer boxes on the sheet i was like why 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 you could just print that like they have that for hockey too uh but yeah i like i said i i i'm liking this and I'm believing it maybe a little more than I was believing uh, Alex and Gordon Bombay. Uh, but we never sort of got the conclusion to that. So, By the way, not a single one of these campers, institutors outside of the uh, the Ducks is like under 18. Like they're all. Oh, the yeah. Office. Yeah. <laughs> the they're all in their that, 20s. Uh, that Nick was lined up with in the check. That, was, that was good. That was like a good deliberate like, oh, here's a guy who's 6'4". Yeah. Yeah, um, but in the background of all these like scenes, just like every single one of these guys is fucking huge. It's like in all of these like you can tell these all these extras are like, you know, 18, 19, 20. So I don't know. Interesting. But you can't just have the ducks in every single shot. Yeah. Yeah. The the guy Nick was going against was like 25 do, years old. Uh, do we do, have, have we ever gotten clarity on what the age range for this institute is like it could be like 13 to 18 you know like it it that might be what it is so that would explain at least a little bit of that i don't think they specifically mention it in any way um but you would figure like we talked about in our last episode you would figure this is the first year the ducks can do it or else evan and sophie would have already been there and, and known um what's going on so yeah i don't know don't know, but let's see what else did we have we not talked about before? Anything anything you guys stuck out that stuck out to Two you? Two things, and I know the Quackalites have started to talk about this too. Uh, we're not getting much Sam at all. Right. And you know, part of it is I think all the, the best lines are essentially being like Evan and Evan and Nick are, you know, your your kind of two children leads, all the best, but all the best like one liners are going to Koob and Maya. Mm-hmm. And Maya with the interesting line about slaying in the Olympic Village. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was that was out of character. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, that wasn't out of character. I mean, that was just out of pocket, I guess, for Mighty Ducks Game Changers. <laughs> wasn't expecting that, but, you know. Yeah, that was good. Um, also, shout out to bobsledders, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a resurgence in the bobsled team after this episode, but... Yeah, great point by Sam about Sam. Like every other, like it seems like I and I don't know if Coob is just stepping up his acting game or it was a conscious decision to feature him more. But he's getting like a good one liner or two every episode, and then you know Sophie and Evan have their thing. So Sophie's obviously around, and then Maya had her scene where she was looking for Nick. She had her whole hamster thing, and then. Sam came in with one line about, oh, I found his phone and, you know, the panda. So, yeah, Sam conspicuous, 
suspiciously sort of absent for most of this. So was there a second thing? I I was just going to say that it's a little disappointing because it kind of seemed like we might get more of him after the first episode. And then he was just uh, gone again, like he was in season one, um, which is unfortunate. Tommy, did you do your two things or was that only the first thing? I know you said two things, but I can't remember. Oh, Sam and then the, the Maya one-liner. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I, w- w- one thing that I did want to say, I, I this is a, a maybe a, a little early season bold prediction. Love love sparks flying between Maya and Nick. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. So my line of the episode is essentially her saying, like, oh, he's like a hamster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's missing. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, like a little funny moment where like, have you even talked to Nick? And she was like, yeah, he's been around. So. Yeah. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, I enjoy that. that. That was probably my, my, my biggest thing that we didn't really, uh, really touch on. But I, I want to, I wanted to throw that out there. Just speak it into the universe. I like it. I like it. I will say the whole pizza scene I felt like was unnecessary. Why do you like, why even have a pizza if you're just going to throw it away? <laughs> I was thinking a point, man. I, <laughs> I hope they just did one take on that because that pizza looked pretty good. Like I hope they didn't have just boxes and boxes of pizza. Like, well, crew's not eating lunch because you guys can't get this right. <laughs> that would be great if they just stole it from the craft services table. Um, and then the whole, I did enjoy it, but it seemed kind of weird how it was just like Alex playing her guitar. And then he was like, oh, you can bring that to the talent show. It's like, we have a talent show? Nope. But um, yeah, it was just, it was a weird little like, scene to throw in there even though it was kind of funny at the end yeah i, I liked i laughed at that one um can we i feel like we haven't talked quite enough about the the little whatever you want to call it i wrote down heart to heart with jace um mm-hmm. yes but uh it, it kind of started to feel like it was gonna be heart to heart but it was more just like a bitching session but, right um uh I, I think we had talked about that uh maybe in our uh maybe after our episode one review or something that that was probably going to be a catalyst her having a heart to heart with him and maybe this was kind of like setting up future future you know instances of those but um i thought that was good i i feel like each episode that goes on i, I feel like we're gonna get more and more jace um because i do think i do think that actor is good like yeah I, I think he's a solid actor um so i think that'll be an interesting dynamic to watch but i i i, I liked the scene um i thought it was good i i liked how Alex kind of like got on a roll and kind of like got into the place where she couldn't stop talking shit. Uh, so I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did like that. I agree. I thought, I think Naveen Paddock is the actor's name. I think he's been very good at playing like a moody teenager type guy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more from him, but yeah, I think they needed, they definitely needed to establish that Alex knows that that's his son and they have like a weird relationship. Um, so it was a good way to do it anything on that scene tommy or anything else before we go to our awards here no i like the scene um you know stereotypical alex having like guitar for around the campfire um but yeah i I agree that you know jace is gonna play a pretty big role um in in the rest of the series and looking forward to seeing what they're doing with that yeah kevin anything from your uh secret notes that we haven't touched on yet um I don't think so. Um, I, I I did like Hoob uh, getting really into like the the Avatar kind of thing. Oh I yeah, that was oh, that was that was a good line. Yeah, 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 I like that. All right, let's take a short break and then we will come back 
with our MVP, our LVP, and our quote of the episode. And we are back. Episode two awards. We'll go with our MVPs. Tommy, we'll go to you. Your MVP. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Josh Jamal. You know, mm. give it to Coach Cole. Uh, I thought he was great in the in every scene. Um, and like, I think he's definitely the most, you know, believable character, you know, so far. Um, and for people who might have sworn off this series because the uh, lack of Emilio Estevez, you know, you're you're missing a, a good performance. And um, I think he, um, if they had misfired on this casting and if like the first two episodes weren't great, like we'd be thinking very differently about this uh, this series. But I think he's been great. Uh, and I liked all his interactions. Every time he was on screen, I was most uh, engaged and, and I wasn't, you know, rolling my eyes or thinking about something else, whatever. I like it. I like it. That's a good point. Like if he was bad, the series is probably done. Uh, Kevin, your MVP. Um, I, I, I agree with a lot of Tommy's points. Uh, I, I do agree that Josh Jamal was really good again. Um, I, my MVP is for, for two reasons. I'm going to go with Nick, uh, just a, just because of screen time, uh, he, they, they might have overdone it a little bit with right. it. it felt like he was like, re- like they were really kind of pushing Nick this episode. Um, but his face acting was really good throughout the episode, even if like the rest of it didn't hit quite, quite perfectly. Um, but I like, there were a couple times, like I laughed at just his facial expressions. Um, so I thought that was really good. So I think I'm going to go with, with Nick, but I agree with Josh Janelle. and also another honorable mention to the assistant. She just continues to be very good. Yes. Marnie. Marnie, we learned her name in this one, Marnie. Yeah, her her press release line, I thought, was one of the better lines of the episode. Yeah, for my MVP, it's interesting. I wrote down Nick, but Tommy, you might have convinced me about uh, Colin Cole just because, uh, yeah, he sort of like has to keep everything together. And every time he is on screen, he is engaging. So I might switch. I think I'm going to switch to to Colin Cole, give him the MVP. Uh, I did write Nick down kind of for a similar reason. Like he had so much screen time and, and drove the episode in some senses. Uh, but, and he had some good one-liners. Like I talked about the, the uh, weight room scene about the, he just needed the powder. And then I thought he was really good in the hotel uh, as well. I thought he was pretty funny uh, in the hotel with, uh, you know, the traditional method chicken in. I like your style and stuff like that, but I'm going to switch. Give it to Colin Cole. Congratulations. Josh Dumel, your first episode MVP award. This is, this is going to rake right up there in your career accomplishments. Let's go to our LVP. This one might be unanimous, but we'll go to Kevin first. I I feel like I know why you're going to say unanimous, but I'm, I'm not going to go with Sam. Interesting. I'm going to go with Sophie. I'm going to go with Sophie. I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's just been so disappointing for me that she's just completely kind of abandoning every, every inkling of competition. Like there's no, there's no, uh, like appetite for competition within her character anymore, which is, I think is upsetting because I think it could be a fun dynamic, like her and her and uh, Evan kind of battling for like, you know, the top spot or whatever. I think that could have been a fun little thing, but yeah, I'm going to go with Sophie. Okay. Yeah. I guess I tip my hands. I'll go next. I, I, Sam, I was expecting him. Like I said, they sort of featured everyone else, especially when Nick was missing, they all had their scenes and then Sam came in at the end and had like, four lines uh so i i was expecting him to at least have a scene have some personality something funny did not get it so i'll go to sam tommy your lvp yeah so i think it's between those two characters really and you know um 
in both of it is kind of just based on what we're seeing on screen, you know, acting's fine and all that. Like, unlike, um, like coach Cole, I think his acting was, was very good. So that's why he got it. Of course he's an adult, so he knows what he's doing. Um, but like <laughs> Sam just wasn't on screen. Um, and you know, that was also one of our criticisms of, of season one. Um, and, and Sophie, again, it's like Kevin said, it's like, it's, we don't really know a ton about kind of this, you know, kind of 180. I, Evan had like the line was like, oh, is it your knee? And she's like, no. It's like, because that would have explained it a little bit. And they haven't really done any kind of like, you know, background of, you know, her, you know, looking at her phone a lot or things like that. Or, you know, um, so uh, it, this, this is tough for me. Um, I, I'm going to give it to, uh, to Sophie. I, I oh. think just, just because I don't, we're not really getting like, where is this coming from? Um, and, you know, maybe all is explained, but they're not even like, kind of like hinting at anything or, you know, her having like a, a throwaway line that, you know, says something. I, I think, you know, at the end we might say like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think I, I'm giving it to, to that character just because this, this goes against what we know about her. But at the same time, I mean, people change and especially kids change. Their interests change nonstop. So, right. Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting thing that I'm hopeful they explore further. Cause yeah, the whole do gooder to like burning out and not wanting to do, you know, what her parents wanted to do is like, I think an interesting storyline, an interesting way to approach it. But who knows if how much we'll get. Hopefully we get more in the next and ensuing episodes um, quote of the episode. I will go first. Uh, as I mentioned, I liked the weight room scene where Nick says, I, I think it's a grip thing. I need the powder, you know, and he had some good, like acting around it, like talking to the, the crowd uh, or I guess the other campers and stuff like that. So that was my quote. Um, let's go to Tommy next. Um, mine wasn't again. I'm sorry. I don't have the exact quote, but it was uh, Maya comparing Nick to a hamster. Um, losing your hamster and missing your hamster. Um, I think she should have had, there should have been one more like darker line about like, um, and then the mom eats the hamster and then <laughs> your mom buys another hamster trying not to tell you about it. So if she's going to talk about slaying the Olympic village, then we need to get some, some cannibalism <laughs> as well. Um, just my suggestion, this was written by a good friend, Todd Linden. I know he probably put a line in about that, but maybe Disney didn't go for it. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm gonna I'm gonna email Todd about this slang. Yeah, why, why wasn't line. there any you know hamster eating its own young lines <laughs> in there? Yeah. Um, All right, let's go to Kevin. Your quote of the episode. Um, I think this might have gone differently if if I think there were like two or three quotes in this that had kind of been ruined in the trailer. Um, I, the the it's been a day Earl was really funny but I, I you know we'd already seen it before right. so I, I might have gone with that had we not seen that um I think I'm I'm going to agree with Tommy I did like the he's he's like my hamster and now he's missing uh I think that one was my favorite but there were there were a lot of good lines in this um I liked when the when the weight coach said they're already dead I thought that was funny <laughs> um I think I'm going for the trash pizza that was a funny quote too um uh, whenever coach Cole says, grab yourself a popsicle. Um, the free Sprite. If you stop talking from Earl, the bartender was good. Earl. Um, shout also, out to Earl. He was also <laughs> very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also liked when Alex said, uh, well, I don't rank children. <laughs> that was the good like delivery of that one too. And then of course the, the press release one that we already alluded to. Yes. But I thought there were some good one-liners in this one, but they, they yeah. weren't like 
aha one-liners but they were they were solid lines uh-huh. so you're going with the hamster one though yes okay just like make it clear there you go there's a consensus for the the quote of the episode um any any predictions you want to throw out for the third episode i i was talking to somebody in the know so i got a little bit of a preview no spoilers but i i sort of know what the third episode is about but i will so i will reserve my thoughts but any any thoughts as we go into season three here or i guess I think, episode three i think uh evan and sophie break up in episode three nice uh, I'll, I'll just i'll just stick with the one prediction and then also not necessarily next episode but longer term prediction is the nick and maya uh, maybe love connection. There you go. I love it. All right. So um, the episode uh, title is called Coach Classic for episode three. So you can have, I don't know, you could go a number of different ways. Um, gosh, you know, I'm not sure what the prediction is. I think Kevin's, you know, right. It's like we're definitely going toward like an Evan and Sophie breakup. I think Jace will be featured more heavily in episode three. That's my prediction. Um, yeah. and, um, we might have a better idea of where kind of different characters are, are going there. And, uh, I'm going to make the prediction that Sam is featured more heavily in episode three as well. There you go. I like that. I like that prediction as well. So this is, I, I like the Jace prediction too. I, I don't know. I don't have any insight info on the whole Jace, but yeah, I think we're, we're going to get a breakout from Jace where he is featured a lot of the time instead of, you know, a couple scenes. I think that comes yeah. in episode three quick uh do you think when when we do start to see more of jace do you think he's actually a good hockey player and he just like mails it in yeah there's been some discussion on the discord about this about is he faking or is he bad and i don't know i think i bet bet he's actually pretty good but he just doesn't want to show it yeah, I, I, I could agree. It's like, obviously, he's got like dad who played in the NHL. So he's like, good, got good genes. Mm-hmm. But it might just be like, I'm just not interested in this. And like, yes, I can skate. And yes, I could like handle the puck. I just don't want to do it. You know, I, I think there's definitely got to be a, a scene where he goes to uh, drama camp in the middle of it and meets up with Lauren, who's uh, already there. <laughs> nice. And he tries to escape. Um, but well, that would be not. great. Make that your bold prediction, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thequacktake.com. Go there, contact us at quacktakepod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktakepod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your MVP for this episode. Thanks to all our producers. I think Uche is still the most recent producer. Uh, again, go listen to the episode with Alex Lajos. It was a good one. Uh, we'll Very working. One. Yeah. Uh, we made some bets about the Wales USA game. So, uh, we'll see that in the World Cup in a, you know, a month or so. And we'll have them back on after that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Right, right. The quick and